don't know why that really, really, really good-looking guy told you to stand up at the end of that video, uh, but you guys can go ahead and be seated. We're doing things just a little bit differently uh, today, and normally, if, uh, if you hang out with us, this we, we enter into a time of, of singing together, but today, I want to start things off a, a little bit differently. This is, um, this is the fifth and final week in our series, Out Loud. Uh, so if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, uh, you know we've been talking about this idea of gratitude and how gratitude isn't really gratitude until it is expressed. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm the teaching pastor here, and a lot of weeks I get to, to be up here and, and share with you guys, and today is, is no different in that regard. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to be closing out this series. If you guys enjoyed the series, you liked it, yeah. Man, I've, I've loved watching Facebook light up with all the things that people are grateful for and, and giving glory and credit to God for all of those things. And so we're really excited today um, to just kind of finish things out. And so we want to talk today a little bit um, about what it looks like to, to, to further demonstrate this, this gratitude that all of us are trying to express to God. And as I think about gratitude and worship and gratefulness to God, I tend to think about it in, in the form of a response, like almost like a reflex. You know, there's, there's certain things that you and I can't help but do, right? Like you just, how many times have you said, I, I wish I could stop, but I just can't help it, right? Like we've all said that about you know, things, whether it's a bad habit or even a good habit. But even further than, than habits and things that we develop or could change, there are things that we can't help but do, right? Like if you, if you grab something that's hot, you know, like your hand, you just, oh, you kind of, you know, it's just a reflex to, to let go. I mean, nobody grabs like, wow, that's really hot. I should probably let go of it now because it's, you know, scalding my flesh. No, we don't hold on to it. We, we, we drop it immediately or we, we, we're taken aback. You know, our, our bodies are naturally tuned to respond to things that are unavoidable. We can't help but respond. And as I think about gratitude, that's how I think about it. That a heart that's really grateful, we can't help but respond. It's almost like a reflex. Let me, let me give you another example, right? Watch this. Did you know that if I talk real quiet, that your mind and your body and your ears will lean in just a little bit? Because you have to focus more intently so that you can hang on to every word that I say. And did you know that, well, I'll tell you what, while I've got you here, I want to tell you a secret. And here's the secret. Um... Your bodies naturally respond to fear also, right? When something happens that you're not expecting, like if you've ever gone to a haunted trail or been frightened about something, something that jumps out at you and scares you a lot, kind of like we tried to do there. I don't know how scared you were, but I hope so a little bit so that you can understand that, that when something happens that you're not expecting, like your heart rate will quicken. Some of you will gasp. I'm glad nobody screamed. That would have been a little weird. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, damage you psychologically for the rest of your lives by coming to church. So I'm glad that that didn't happen. But as we, as we talk about this, this idea of, of worship and gratitude and being thankful and demonstrating that, that's how I want us to think about it. That it's, that it's this reflex. It's something innate within us that we can't help 
but do. Now, King David in the Old Testament, as, as he was you know, developing his relationship with God, he wrote a, a lot of the, the Psalms that, that we read in the book of Psalms. A quick side note, um, Bible lesson, so that you, none of you will participate in a pet peeve of mine. Here, a quick, quick Bible lesson, okay? It is the book of Psalms, plural, okay? Made up of individual Psalms, so a psalm is singular. So there are psalms in the book of Psalms, but when you refer to it, it would be psalm and the number. All right, psalms doesn't have chapters. All right, so we're going to read from Psalm, singular, 40, not Psalms, chapter 40, okay? Just... That has absolutely no bearing on any kind of anything you're going to get out of today. That's just to keep you from annoying me when we talk about the book of Psalms together, okay? Uh, Because if you say Psalms 40 or if you say Psalm chapter 40, just know quietly in my head I'm laughing at you because you're wrong. And that's how God has wired me, but he's working on me in that. So Psalm 40, all right, verses 1 through 3. Let's read this together as we... uh, dive into this idea of gratitude and gratefulness being a natural response to God. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. And watch this. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. And here's what I want us to see there in verse 3. Did you, did you notice that a, that a change took place? Something happened in David's life as he responds to, to God's goodness to him. And the, he says, God pulled me up out of a pit of destruction and he set my, my feet on a rock. And he made my, my step, my walk, and my path. Secure, And then look what happens. He put a, a new song in my mouth. There, there is now a, a song that David has to sing that he, that he didn't have before. There, there was no song and now there is a song. And why is there a song? Because he's responding. It's a natural outflow of, of David's response to what God has done for him. So if you're taking notes and you want to write this down, you can. Here's the, here's the big idea. Worship, our worship of God, is the unavoidable outflow of a heart that's grateful to God. Let me say it another way. If you're truly grateful for, for all the pits that God has brought you out of and all the good things that God has done in your life. We read a couple of weeks ago in James chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, that, that all good and perfect things come from God so that every good thing in your life is there because God put it there. So as we respond to God, if we're truly grateful, we cannot help. It is a reflex, just like when the doctor hits your knee with a little hammer and your leg kicks out. It's a natural reflex of a heart that's grateful to God to respond in worship. You can't help it. If you're truly grateful to God, you can't help but to worship. And worship has a lot of faces. It looks a lot of different ways. And we've talked about our response over the last few weeks. We said that that one of the ways we can demonstrate our gratitude to God and we can worship him is by, by telling our story. 
We talked about being grateful to God because of our generosity. We've talked about being grateful to God and worshiping him through our obedience. All of those are ways that we can demonstrate our worship to God. But today, I want to talk about one of the most powerful expressions of worship. It's the most, in my opinion, it's the most expressive of the expressions, and it's music. Now, I love music. I have for, for all of my life. There's, there's something kind of mystical about music. It, it pulls stuff out of us and out of me that I didn't even know was there when I, when I participate in worship to God through, through music. And when I sing, it, it does something. One of my, my favorite quotes as it pertains to music is this, and we don't know who the author is, but it's, they said that music is what feelings sound like. Isn't that so true? That when, I, when I can't really figure out a way to express it just through, through communication or just through my speech or just, just through something that I write down, that, that music seems to give language to how I, how I feel. Now, I'm a kind of a, I'm a logic-based person. I like logic and order and systems and, and that kind of stuff. And so for me, music has been very powerful in helping to give language to how I feel when I typically communicate or think in, in logic or in logical systems. So if music is, is what gives language to our feelings and if gratitude is what we feel to God and if gratitude is, oh, see, here's a logical system. You, why you're tracking this? Yeah, I told you. If, if music is, gives language to feeling and gratitude is a feeling that we have to God and gratitude is only gratitude when it's expressed, then why not sing? It's such a beautiful and powerful way to respond to who God is and to what he has done and what he is doing in our life. When we sing, when we worship God through, through singing and through music, it's our soul responding to its creator, to our savior, to our king. See, I don't think you can do that and do it dispassionately. That's, that's why we, when you hear Pastor Jonah lead us in, in, in worship through music a lot, he'll tell you, to, hey, sing out or sing loud or let's, you know, let's, let's sing this together. Let's get. You can't do it and be timid about it. That, that's why that we, we've had this conversation before, but I think it bears repeating. So we'll talk about it again. People ask sometimes why we play music as loud as we do. One, it's because we think it sounds cooler that way. But two, there, there's actually, there's a twofold purpose. And number two is this, because we want you to sing with all of the energy and passion and, and power that you have available. Now, here's the problem with that. Some of y'all can't sing. You know it. You can't sing. We want you to sing loud, but you sound like somebody strangling a, strangling a cat. All right, so there's, there's a problem. So here's what we do. We turn the music up louder. So when you sing with all the passion and all the energy and all the intensity that's within you, and it sounds like nails on a chalkboard, nobody can hear you. That's why we play the music as loud as we do, because it frees you up to respond to God with all the power that's within you and you don't have to worry about offending anybody or being made fun of by anybody because they should be doing the same thing too. The last thing that I ever want 
to characterize the, the way that we sing and worship through song at Fusion City is for it to be passive or timid. I love it when I, when I stand at the back of the room and, and there's lots of hands in the air, when there's lots of people clapping because I know that there are people engaging with God in a way that only music can allow them to engage with him. So we want you to sing. We want you to do it loud. And as I read through this book of Psalms, as I, as I read the Psalms in the Psalms, I get this. I get this picture that, it, that God intended for our worship to be loud. I, I looked it up, and the word "shout" appears 209 times in Scripture. That's a lot, and it, it, it occurs almost 100 times just in the Book of Psalms. There's this, there's this connotation of, of volume that what we do and the way we worship and the way that we respond to God that it should be loud, and it should be passionate, and it should be intense. It should characterize the way. That we sing. Let me read you one of those psalms, if I can. It's, it's Psalm 100. It's, it's kind of a kind of a favorite psalm. It's, it's pretty popular. Psalm 100. It says this. It says, "Make a joyful noise." Right? I've never heard of a quiet noise. That's kind of an oxymoron. When I hear the word noise, I think loud. So if we're going to make a joyful something, it should be loud. So make a joyful noise, which characterizes some of your singing. I've heard you. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth, if all of the earth is engaged in anything that makes noise, I got a feeling it's probably going to be pretty loud, don't you? If everybody on the earth is making a noise, it's going to be loud. It should be because it's a passionate worship in response to who God is. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is good. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts, with with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good, and his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. I don't know if you knew this, some of you maybe, but the, the, the Psalms are actually songs, and we don't have the, the, the music saved for us, and so they come across more like poetry. Songs without music are, in fact, just a poem. And this is, this is a form of Hebrew poetry here in Psalm 100 that's called synonymous parallelism. Okay, and that's a couple of big words. Here's what it means. It's, it's a repeated thought. We read the same thing in verses 4 and 5 that we read in verses 1 through 3. He says the same thing in different language. It's, it's parallel, but it means the same thing, synonymous parallelism. If you want to sound really smart, tell somebody that. something like, uh, Psalm 100, did you know? Did you know that it is this written in synonymous parallelism? Did you know that? Because I know that. All right, so you can just sound really smart if you're, you know, if you don't struggle with pride at all. Um, <laughs> so most of, most of the Psalms, as you read them, because they were a song written for a lot of them in specific occasions or written for a purpose, they're, they're kind of a standalone thing. They stand all by themselves as, a, as an entity in and of themselves. That's why they're not... The chapters of Psalms, or, or all of them, are collective. But in fact, Psalm 100 doesn't stand alone. It's the culmination of a recurring theme that shows up in all in several of the Psalms that precede it, and they all have this recurring theme about the power of our singing. 
I'm going to read a couple of them together. I'm going to hit these rapid fire just so you get the idea. Not going to spend a lot of time on them, but but let's let's look at this together. Psalm 95 verses 1 through 3 says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. There it is again. Noise, loud, volume, passion. Why? In response, as a reflex, as a natural, unavoidable outflow of worship to God. 96, Psalm 96, verses 1 through 4. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the people. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Psalm 98 verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Remember that song that wasn't there and now it's there? Sing a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Psalm 99, verses 1 through 3, it says, The Lord reigns. Let the people tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Those are angels. Let the earth quake. Anybody ever heard a quiet earthquake? No, they, they don't happen, right? If we notice them, it's because they make noise and they, they, they shake and move and change. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the people. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. Do you see it? Over and over and over it's this, this idea and this concept that God, because of how great you are and because you've done marvelous things and because you're the rock of my salvation and because of who you are and what you've done, God, I have to sing. Because music and song is the only way that I can even come close to expressing what's in my heart because it's the, it's the music and it's the song that gives language, God, to how I feel. Here's why. Here's why this is here's why music has this effect and this is why music does what it does is because you might have heard this before it's because worship is the unavoidable outflow of a heart that's grateful to God. And so in psalm after psalm after psalm 95, 96, 98, 99, and you can even back up into the 70s and into the 40s in the Psalms. You see this, this theme over and over and over that, God, I have to sing. I have to. Because it's the unavoidable, it's the only way, God, that I can express to you what I'm feeling in my heart. And then, this 95, 96, 98, 99, they, they find their, their, their climax in Psalm 100. So now, with all of that as context, let's, let's read it again, and maybe in the way that it deserves to be read every time. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, oh, oh the Lord, He's good. 
is He who made us, and we are His. We belong to Him. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. And here, now, He's going to say the same thing all over again. Remember, synonymous and parallel. Verse 4, enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name, for the Lord is good. And His steadfast love endures forever in His faithfulness to all generations. I don't know about you, but I like the way that makes me feel. And as we've spent this whole month, 30 days of of demonstrating our gratitude to God out loud. We, we chose that for a reason, out loud. If you remember in, in Luke 17, when, when it says that the man came back, that he came back praising God with what kind of voice? With a, a loud voice, that it, was, that it was declarative, it was passionate. And this is my prayer for us, Fusion City, that as we come into this place every week, that the, the one thing, if nothing else characterized our worship and our singing, it would be this, that it is loud and powerful and passionate. So here's why we started this service today with me up here with a microphone instead of the band. Because I wanted to see, I wanted to give my best effort to inspire us, church, to sing in a way that looks like reckless abandon. That's, that's, that's kind of how I feel when I sing. Y'all don't want to be near me. I got flailing arms and I'm loud and I'm... I'm trying to dance. I'm a white dude. I don't do it really well, but I'm, I, 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 just, I get into it because it's the only way that I know how to demonstrate what I'm feeling to God. So we're going to spend some time singing together this morning, church. But I, I didn't want us to do that first. I wanted to do this first so that we can maybe enter today into our time of worship through singing with a little bit different perspective of what it should look like and sound like and feel like. So I want to pray. And after I pray, we're going to get on our feet. We're going to sing. And maybe you've never, maybe you've never sung out loud before. Music's going to be too loud for anybody else to hear you. Maybe you should try it. For, for me, there's something, there's something expressive about putting my, my hands in the air. It, it doesn't do anything. Doesn't make me sing any better. But there's something about the, the surrenderous act of putting my, my hands up and surrender to the God that I'm trying to respond to because of his greatness. Or when we hear a funky beat, there's nothing wrong with putting your hands together and clapping along and getting into it because I'm telling you, music, music is the medium that God so often uses to help us to connect with him. It's the reason that our, that our movies are laced with it and that, that for a lot of you, there are moments in your life that you remember specifically because of a song that was taking place at the time. Music helps to define our life and it helps us express things that we can't express otherwise. So church, let's sing this morning, amen? Boy, y'all are quiet. I'm up here jumping around and screaming and getting all excited. You're like, yeah. Awesome. I like what that guy's saying. And I, I, I want you with me, church. So let's, let's pray and then let's sing. Father, this morning, as we prepare, 
God, to engage with you through song, through music, through our singing. Father, it is my hope, my prayer, and my passion that, God, we would do so in a way that is honoring to you, God, that that lifts your spirits if they can be lifted. God, I don't even know, but I know that things can be pleasing and things can be displeasing. And so, God, it is my prayer this morning that as we sing and as we join together, God, our voices into one voice, that the sound would be pleasing to your ear. God, it might not be on key, but, God, it'll be the worship of your people who love you and who are responding to how good you are, to how great you are, to the marvelous things that you have done for the way that you bless and you provide and you care and you love. God, may our worship demonstrate the gratitude that is in our heart. And as we sing, oh God, when we sing with a heart that's on fire, that's bursting, with the need to express something to you that would bless your heart. God, help us to not hold back. Help us to be the passionate people that you called us to be. And as we read David's psalm and the psalms of other psalmists, God, who who couldn't find any other way to express their love to you than to sing, God, may our worship look like their worship. May it be almost out of control because we're so overwhelmed at the glory and the majesty and the worthiness of a God who's given everything in the form of his son so that we can know him. God, we are a grateful people who serve a good God. And so, Father, as we prepare to lift our voices to honor your name, God, I pray that we do it with all kinds of passion and all kinds of purpose and all kinds of intensity because of who you are. God, we love you and we thank you for your son, Jesus, for the hope and the power and the promise that we have through him. And God is in his name the name that is above every other name, the name by which salvation is found that we pray. Amen and amen.